is your co-host Ashley Cosplay, and you are listening to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. Welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. You can find us online at www.heroesofcosplaysanctuary.com. And there's a lot of notes below where you can click and follow us and do stuff. And that's really all I'm going to say because if I spend more time than that on all of this, I will never get through everything that I want to say about the books. And I'm never going to get through everything I want to say about the books anyways. Truth be told, I have only read two Dune books. Okay, And actually one of them was not written by Frank Herbert. I think it was written by his family or his like his son or something like that. I, I really I should fact check that before I put it on the air. But there's there's his there's Frank Herbert's series of books and he he didn't make it past the 90s, um, not his age, but the uh, the decade. Um, he, he died in the early 90s, I believe. Uh, his book was written in 1965, his greatest greatest sci-fi book of all time uh you know like it's sold it's sold more copies i think than than like any other sci-fi book it's it's made a lot of money uh you know i I talked about it in you know coming out of the box office once upon a time was the number two movie when it came out it did get nominated for an academy award and it had a great cast and the books are amazing they are amazingly written they are so deep and like the the very thought-provoking there are a lot of statements made about like how the you know this future or this this world this universe and how it exists. Like he, he puts so much time into researching everything was just years and years and years of research and thought that went into this huge overarching story and completely original thoughts about what the universe would be like if it was completely dominated by, you know, this drug that basically made everything happen. Like this thing that we came upon that once, once we figured it out that it changed humanity you know, it's just it's just such a good book, and it's told from the perspective of these houses. You know, there's an emperor who run rules everything, and there's there's these these major houses and minor houses throughout the galaxy that control resources, that have planets, that you know are on these conquests, and it's all centered around which of these big houses are going to control the spice production and be basically given charge of that by the emperor you know the emperor has to trust somebody to kind of oversee the operations of spice production and make sure the things are being done right there's a guild there are these uh really these are mathematical humans called mentats that are really awesome it's the first time i'm mentioning this uh in the series like but mentats are really cool uh, the Bene Gesserit, again, like they're they're this order of females who they they have like a certain level of prescience. They can see into they can see into lives. They can see into the future through the through uh, only their female ancestors and you know what's what's going on. Like they can like see backwards, um, and they can like they can manipulate people. They have the you know they have the voice. There's there's a prophecy. There's really just a lot. There's a lot to unpack. So if you're if you're not familiar with this franchise and you want to get more familiar, um, don't come to me. Go to Donica. Go to Donica's uh, YouTube channel. She has I th- I think the first four. She might have five. I think it's the first four books already, just uh, dissected. Like she she has a uh, she has the Dune Book Club. She did Dune a few years ago, and she's gone through every single book. She's done Dune Messiah. She's done Children of Dune. She's doing God Emperor of Dune now, and they're perfect. 
uh, just a really fun way of just like going through all of the characters, the plot, the the highlights of the story. So if you don't want to read all of these books, they are amazing. Uh, if you don't want to read them all, though, cover to cover, you can read along with her. Uh, they cover, you know, so many chapters every episode. You can we, we can read along with Donica. I am not reading along with Donica because I have too much to do and I have to try and finish Yaya Han's book right now. But I listen to it and it's so great. You get so much of the story. You get so much, uh, you know, and her, her opinions and thoughts about the book are also great. The whole core of Dune, the whole thought behind this really for me is uh, it's really about the human condition. It's about the fragility just how frail humanity is and like what we're all about. And he really, he spends a lot of time in these books with his, you know, this is the sixties. So his concerns in the mid sixties about where the human race was headed and where we might go and where we've been and you know, what's, what's the fix for this? How are we going to fix humans? Possibly, you know, it's possibly just where everything was at the time. You know, you, you have some parallels, you know, like what's going on in history in the 19, in the mid 60s, you know, we're talking Cuban Missile Crisis, we're talking, um, you know, JFK was assassinated in 63. I think that had an impact on this book, because there's a huge assassination plot in the beginning of Dune. I think that, you know, the Harkonnen and their, their color scheme, the what they're all about, their oppression of resources, very clear, um, very clearly, this is about the, the, you know, the USSR and what they were doing on the planet and, you know, how this was all going in. The overarching emperor is a little different. Like, you know, maybe that's just his conspiracy theory uh, <laughs> that, that there's a there's a larger plot at foot. But, you know, you have to you have to add some elements for science fiction. Right. You can't just make this like a like a complete um, a complete play on politics because it's really not intended to be that way. He's just drawing from, you can see that there are definitely some, some historical pieces, you know, he's taking from, he's taking from his current, from current events and his, his thoughts about it, the impact that these current events are probably having on him and his, his writing is it's in the book. Like I, I feel like it is, you can have whatever opinion you want and say, no, it's the, the, the Duke being killed in the, in the books has nothing to do with JFK being assassinated. You know, they're totally different. You know, it could be Archduke Ferdinand for all we know, or it could be nobody. It could just be, he came up with an assassination plot because it furthered the story and it, it made, it was, you know, just a really cool thing that he put in the book. But it, it does seem like his, there's an underlying theme, which was really, I think, maybe going through the minds of a lot of people during a nuclear missile crisis, which we were definitely in in the 60s. You know, there's there was, you know, Vietnam was kind of escalating in the mid 60s. And you had this missile crisis between Russia and the United States. And, you know, that the we were stockpiling weapons and there was a lot of tension. People really thought the world was going to come to an end. And I think he was he was really looking at this as like, yes, humans have this funny ability to want to just annihilate themselves they they can't get away from it and no matter how much we're all just we want peace we want peace 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 everybody needs to be peace and that was a big thing in the 60s too um i think there were there were a lot of you know like this was hippies and hippies were all about peace but you know he was looking at the whole picture which i applaud him for he was seeing the whole thing he's going you know what if you had peace you'd be effing miserable (laughs) like you would be you would be miserable humanity if only peace were here and you need 
chaos. You need it. Like, look at how you are. You need it. And he has lots of thoughts about armies. He has lots of thoughts about oppression and about, uh, you know, really a development of the mind. And it doesn't seem like even that, even just developing yourself and doing, you know, that even that just really just gets taken advantage of. So, you know, if you become a human calculator, like the Mentats do, or if you become, if you become a Bene Gesserit, you still have an agenda. Like there's still, like there's still all of this, like I need to control everything. And that's very much like there's, it's just always a part of humanity. And, you know, then, and just coming up with this idea that, well, we, we have to create a predator, you know, and that's, that's kind of where everything goes is we have to create a predator that will correct the human race. You have to have the ultimate predator. And it almost, it almost makes, it, it almost, t- uh, human, you know, we're taking like the, the concept of God and religion and we're, we're kind of making it into a, a physical, tangible, empirical thing in the books. And we're saying, okay, this, th- this dude, this guy is going to steer humanity back to the right path. And that's kind of the that's kind of the overarching thought process in this whole book series is going from going from small to very large scale by the fourth or you know by by the end of the book series is this very large scale attempt to correct humans <laughs> and to give them what they so they they were longing for to say okay fine you can have peace you're going to be friggin' miserable, but you're going to have it and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. You're not going to be able to fight each other. We're going to get, you know, I'm going to be the one who controls all of this because I, because I'm the only one with the ability to do this. Even the concept of a predator, very different from what we, very different from what we often associate with that. And I think that's important too. Like this is, this is a very different viewpoint and that's probably what's so great about it. It's a timeless viewpoint of how things might go and how long these things take too. like everything takes a long 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 time why is dune and how these books are written and everything that's going on with the movies and video games and the merch um i never had a dune action figure i don't know if they even had them i'm sure they did i'm sure they had action figures but i never had one but why why is dune my number one fandom why is this so great there there's probably going to be a lot of buzz and there's going to be a lot of people in the cosplay community talking this up talking up hbo max the next week and saying that they just love this and they've always loved it and you probably never heard two words about it before from them. And maybe I haven't said too much about it either because there hasn't really been much in terms of cosplay. But if you go back and you check out my interview with Fancy Gen Cosplay, you will know that Dune is just, Dune is where it's at for me. And, you know, when I can meet somebody who actually shares like all the top three, which she did, like uh, she ate, you know, Fancy Gen has alien cosplay. She has a Ghostbusters cosplay and she has a Dune cosplay and they're all amazing. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is just, this checks all the boxes. Like these are like my three favorite things. Um, from a from a movie standpoint, from like a production standpoint, from from the way that they were written and the way that they, they you know, all three franchises just they did a great job. Um, there there are definitely highlights to each of them. Dune is got to be the biggest. It's got to be the best for me. It's clever. It's gritty. It's well thought out. It has a massive storyline of evolving characters and the whole concept of the spice and its impact on the universe and how humans evolve and adapt with technology and how technology even changes and stagnates. 
Like they, I mean, you, when you read these books, like you find like they're really having like besides like the Ixian things, which even that is like ancient technology, but it's like super advanced that they're, they, they kind of get to a point where it's like, this works. What else is there? You know, there, there is nothing else. It's like thousands of years of using the same kind of freighter, folding space, you know, going through space with these ships that are, you know, made out of the same material. Like nothing else has ever come, come around for thousands of years. We just use this material for everything. And it's the best. You have all of these characters and just wonderful, rich, descriptions of everything like well that it it leaves it leaves enough for you to put in your imagination and make it your own like frank herbert doesn't he i think on purpose does not really describe a lot he leaves it very open to your own interpretation of what this should look like of what this is in your head uh, of how things look of how how the the items the objects the the houses the the structures the the size and scope of everything like it's all you know you can really get into your imagination with all of it it's a very immersive tragedy like it's really a sci-fi it's a space opera it's there's all this there's tons and tons of drama there's tons of plots afoot if you want something that's not quite so intense maybe game of thrones but even game like game of thrones is like super gritty and it's super it can be a little bit difficult to follow at times because there's so many characters i think there's a few less characters in dune but it's really it's really like the original game of thrones like it feels like the original like there aren't i don't think there's as many like change-ups there's not as many like switch-ups uh you know it's kind of like this is the story told from the perspective of this these characters and these ruling characters because there's really not a transfer of power in that sense. There's some people who try and challenge it, uh, but the the transfers are more straightforward as time progresses, and there aren't as many like curveballs as there are in Game of Thrones. Because it's more it's a Game of Thrones, right? Uh, whereas you know by the time you get to God Emperor Dune and you know Dune Messiah, like there's just they're very intense stories. There's a ton going on. You get a lot of sympathy for the characters. And uh, again, I, I'll go back to Duncan and what's being done with Duncan. He's very important. So you watch this movie, watch this movie knowing that Duncan's very important to all everything. He's, he's uh, how they play him up and what they do with him. It's going to, I think it'll make or break for me, the, like whether or not they do a sequel or how this whole franchise is going to turn out. Now that we're revisiting it, now that we're trying to rekindle the fandom of Dune, Dune really just is a first book, sets the stage for all the crazy stuff that's going to happen in the future. And it's just a really well-written book with a lot of just really good continuity. Uh, and, you know, if, if you don't, if you didn't get a lot of what I'm talking about, like if none of this made sense this week, that's okay. Might, maybe you're a little bit more interested in watching this movie. Maybe you're going to watch this movie and you're going to think that I'm crazy. And why do I even like this? Because it's just not your thing. And that's okay for me. You know, you, if you watch this, the new one, go through the old one, go to YouTube, check out Donica's. If you, have, if you don't have time to read it and you just want to like get the, get the story in a fun way check out what she's doing on there and you know just it's really just it's enjoyment for me i mean you know you, you have your you know everybody has their own fandoms that is where i'm going to leave you this week i'm going to leave you with friday there's going to be an episode out it's going to have nothing to do with dune so just go enjoy dune go enjoy it because it's going to be great 
and you can just totally not even pay attention to my YouTube channel. I don't care. But if you want to, you know, you can leave a comment here. You can leave, you can, you can message me or whatever, or you can leave a comment on my latest YouTube video and just tell me if you tell me if you watched it, tell me what you thought about it. You know, I don't care how random that comment is on my latest video. It doesn't have to be about the video. You could just say, yeah, I've been listening to the, I've been listening to this week's and I, I'm not, you know, I didn't get it. I didn't think it was that great. You know, just let me know. I don't care if, if you're going to be all negative about it. Uh, you know, it's just, it'll, it would be interesting to see like what, what people really think of this so many years later. I mean, it's like 1965, it's almost 2025. So, you know, that's 60 years. It's been a long time that Dune's been around. And I just think it's really interesting to see like, what, what do we think about this so many years later? Is it really a timeless classic? of science fiction like can it can it adapt with our own technology you know now we have we have so much more technology now than we did in 1965 and does it measure up is it still does it still seem advanced does it still seem uh realistic you know or is it more is it kind of losing uh is it losing traction like it's just it doesn't seem like like all of these things are just kind of we have them now or something like that but i think i think that it's it's science fictiony enough for the time period like it's it's uh, a great th- it's the the thought process the way that he weaves everything and the the evolution of everything and the the spice with the technology and how all of these things kind of fit together and the prophecy of you know this this being that will you know basically bring balance to the force all of that just well done and i think fairly timeless i think in a hundred years people will still look at this and and say that there's not been a, a better more con- continue like more just thorough well thought out original thought on a science fiction landscape and just its progression and its storyline like all other things that have come along have probably drawn from this as source material or other uh you know other great science fiction writers of of the the 60s 70s 80s you know just in that time period i think it will stand the test of time as long as it does not get ruined with you know franchising it's as long as it does not get ruined with trying to disneyfy it and make it uh, enjoyable for everyone right or, or or like dumb it down water it down so that it just becomes this epic epicness of epic proportion this is probably my my qualm with marvel is that it, it gets very samey we've seen 20 movies and it's starting to get a little bit samey the 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 new things that they're doing with the multiverse of madness i think is a good direction for them to go in because it's not quite so samey i i could see them possibly you know you only have one storyline with dune you know so that it's not as big of a fandom it's not as big of a franchise as the marvel universe as the dc universe because they have so much to draw from Whereas Dune really just has this one group of characters and yeah, you could probably go on tangents and talk about the different houses and all the backstories, like this whole universe of possibilities, but at its core, it's really more of like a Harry Potter sort of a thing where it's like pretty linear. You've got one group. It's not like there's all, you know, they tried with the, with the fantastic, they've tried to expand on the Harry Potter universe and I don't think that they've really hit that very well, but because there's already so much for Marvel and DC, of course, of course, they're going to be able to come up with, with more and more stuff for us to watch and enjoy. And they've got all the comic books. Dune's never going to reach that. 
I don't think it's maybe they don't intend to. Maybe this is a one and done movie. I really hope it's not. I hope it's like a trilogy or at least, you know, three, four movies would be really cool to see this whole thing. But I think they would have to make a lot of changes to the whole series in order for it to be able to play out in movies, because I think that the 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 next books in line they get a little weird. There's a lot going on that's just really gritty. Maybe it would make a better series on HBO than it would just movies. But we'll see where it goes. I think they're going to do something similar with Mortal Kombat. Or at least try. They might, you know, they've got DC. And we know DC, like, swings and misses a bunch of times and then reboots things over and over again. So we might see something similar happening with Dune. It's just going to come up every 20 years. Not really sure. But check out the movie tomorrow. This is Scotty B with Here's the Conversation Podcast saying bye-bye.